Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back to the show, everybody. So glad to have you here. And I'm super excited for today's guest. Today, we have Wendy Glavin, good friend of mine. We got to hang out, or at least we're introduced through South by Southwest, but I know everybody's tired of being talking about South by Southwest from the last few episodes. We're going to skip that part. But Wendy is a 25-year veteran of corporate agency and consulting world. Now she's founder and CEO of the Wendy Glavin Agency, a fantastic B2B agency based in New York City, offering marketing, public relations, social media, and executive writing. Welcome to the show, Wendy. How's it going? Great, Brian. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So let's blow everybody's minds today. I know we were just chatting a little bit uh, prior to hitting the record button talking about what to do when we grow up, regardless of how old we are. I feel like so many people, they may be stuck in patterns, they may be plateauing, they may be worried about what to do with the rest of their lives. And I feel like you have a wealth of knowledge and resources to share with the crowd. So let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, I don't, I don't like when people say, you know, is it about reinventing yourself? You know, no, it isn't. It's just, it's really about building on your strengths and um, just, you know, quick example, I majored in acting in college, but my professor said I was too dramatic. So, and then people say, well, you know, how could you be too dramatic? Well, they don't, you're supposed to act natural, you know, when you're an actress. So I switched to communications. My parents said I couldn't live at home. I got a job at General Electric, surrounded by engineers and developers. And I wanted to be surrounded by my peers. So I joined um, a full service advertising and PR agency. And then you know, from then on, it continued. But the reason I bring up the GE story is that I started to get sort of um, targeted as a tech person. And, you know, I just went along with that. And over the years, it's it ending up being a thread throughout my entire career. So, you know, not now, but before when we, you know, got into emerging technologies or uh, disruptors like fintech, etc. You know, I just learned and read and researched everything I could to learn about those sectors so that I could, um, you know, continue on with my career. Uh, something else is that, that I think is critical and very simple. I mean, if we just spend the time reading, researching, um, about anything, we can learn anything. And I've spoken to college students and they say, you know, I, I do an anonymous survey, you know, the difference between marketing, public relations, social media, digital media, et cetera. And, you know, half the class says no, and the other class says not applicable. And I say, hey, guys, you know, if you're major in communications, like that's not an acceptable answer. You know, when we grew up, we didn't have, you know, Google or anything like that. You know, so if you don't know the meaning of something, just Google it. It's so simple. Um, that's how I learned Twitter in one weekend. I couldn't get earned media for a client. And I thought, you know, God, you know, what am I, I've got to get earned media. So I didn't know how to do Twitter. So I just read all about Twitter. I you know, combined at, at, you know, at some tweet that Microsoft had said with what we were doing and ended up getting, you know, we ended up getting global coverage. So that's, again, I don't want to say moving forward because it's very trite and cliche, but, you know, we just, I like to think of it as like, okay, so we're, we're kind of like the, the foundation of a tree, like a tree, uh, you know, the core, like a, um, whatever the core of a branch of a tree is. And then, you know, we have all different branches and we can go in a bunch of different directions. 
It's very that, true. That makes yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that as much as the modern world thinks that software is eating the world and everybody needs to be Silicon Valley, that's not really how the world works. I think that we do better as a society to have a core foundation, like you're saying with the tree analogy, of having a, a superset of skills. So yeah, my background also... It, I was labeled and branded in tech and I couldn't take it anymore. I had to start my own marketing agency because I feel like a lot of the tech world just thinks tech is better than everything and we don't need to have soft skills or appreciate theater or creativity or public relations. And yeah, I mean, it's it's almost horrifying that someone would go to school and not even know the basic terminology and where things fit on the spectrum. And sadly, Wendy, it feels like we all do have to just learn by doing a lot of times because a lot of the things that we think are supporting us and nurturing us really aren't so much. I agree with you. And, you know, interesting to the point of hard skills and soft skills, you know, the World Economic Forum said that, you know, the top leaders say that soft skills are the most important what they're looking for, because, you know, essentially, obviously not all hard skills can be taught. I mean, I tried to learn to code. I couldn't. I mean, I'm not giving up. Someday I'll learn to code. But I do think part of it is our wiring, but, you know, soft skills, um, I don't know whether soft skills can really be taught. I mean, you're, you're a dad, just like I'm a mom and, you know, you know, you want to model certain kinds of things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it transfers. So I think it has to do with your mindset. I mean, there's a famous book by, you know, New York times bestseller, Carol Dweck called mindset. And very quickly she talks about, you know, uh, two basic, two mindsets, fixed and growth. And she asked, you know, uh, students, um, after they get a C and uh, to take a test, they get a C in math. And then half the students say they suck. The other half say, oh, at least I have the rest of the semester to pu pu pull up my grades. That's a perfect example of fixed and growth mindset. You know, I certainly was, you know, I got like a D in math. So I was like, I suck in math, but then as life's gone on, you know, I have to find ways around things. So that's anyone can adopt a growth mindset. You're not born with that. Yeah, I think people have certain innate skills, but a lot of that comes from nurture, environment. And a lot of these things, even with very simple shifts in behavior, pattern, and routine, especially when it's out of necessity, I feel like people, that's really when the rubber meets the road. So if you don't have to do it and it's like, oh, you know, at least I passed the class, that's one thing. But if you can't pay your rent, you've got kids to feed or something, that's a whole other ball of wax. So listen, so we're about six and a half minutes in. Let's talk about where you are in life, in career right now, and where you want to go with things this year, since we are still at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited. You know, I, as everyone says, you know, South by Southwest was fantastic. You know, I learned a lot. I met, you know, a lot of new people, a lot of interesting, you know, uh, conversations. What was really interesting is that after I, w you know, spoke uh, in a side panel, everyone said, oh, well, you know, obviously you're from New York City. And I said, what do you mean? Why do you say I'm from New York City? They said, you have an accent. I said, no, I don't have an accent. I grew up in Philadelphia. They said, no, 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 you have an accent. So I kind of argued, no, I didn't have an accent. Um, but then when I came back here, just the difference of the plane going to South by Southwest, which was like, hey, like we're going to South by Southwest. It's like, let's get drinks. I'm like, wait, it's nine o'clock in the morning. And then, you know, coming back on the plane, it's sort of back to like the aggression of New York City and people yelling and, you know, getting in a taxi and people yelling at each other. And so I think I, you know, then I really understood what they meant. Um, you know, it really is a big you know, it's a difference where in New York City, it's like, hey, I'm Wendy Glavin. Like, here's my card. What do you do? You know, that sort of thing. And 
South by it was, you know, more you get introduced by name and, you know, it's just more about the sharing of ideas as opposed to, you know, who you are, where you live, what you do, etc. So I'd like to continue on that, you know, trajectory, which is to, you know, um, you know, I love to work with tech startups. I mean, they're fast moving, they're exciting. Um, you know, you don't have to deal with silos and hierarchies and that kind of thing that kind of meets my style. I'd say that's my favorite thing to do. Um, and helping people, um, you know, that's, I'm interested in, you know, blockchain, fintech, AI, um, I don't want to say emerging technologies cause they're not. So, um, things of that nature. I also enjoy I, writing became my passion. I never knew when people say, what's your passion. I mean, how do you know when you're whatever, like 20. So sometimes it takes years to develop that. So I do a lot of, um, writing. I'm a, contributor for equities and some other um, publications. So I really enjoy that. I would definitely say that's a passion. Awesome. So beyond the couple of columns, going to South by Southwest and um, yelling at people aggressively in New York, (laughs) as as we do, uh, you can't take the New York out of the kid, even though I live in the Midwest. I try to explain to people that aren't from New York. So most of you who cross the street, you wait for it to turn green. We wait for it to turn red. And then as we cross the street, we wait for the car. We stop in the middle and we bang on the hood and we're like, Hey, I'm walking here. What are you doing? So communications for normal people and New York aside, what other kinds of stuff are you open to out there in the universe? And what kinds of ways are you looking to meet with these places? Because I I know a lot of marketers, a lot of startups, a lot of tech, a lot of uh, cutting edge, even though it's been around for a long time, likes to listen to this podcast. So what kinds of things are you looking out there into the world? I mean, I feel like, and a lot of folks who uh, regularly listen to the show know where I'm going next. Um, Brian, here he goes. Brian's probably going to talk about LinkedIn. Uh, I think that, especially at South by, I think they really blew it out with all sorts of um, LinkedIn lounge stage, creator studio stuff. They just started live video for a few people in the world. And I feel like it's one of the best earned organic platforms out there in the social community. Have you considered more on, on that platform? Yeah. I mean, I love LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn's fantastic. So, you know, you, I agree with you about South by, I mean, you know, you definitely have me there social media, you know, I would say my platform is of choice or LinkedIn and Twitter. So yeah, you know, I'm def, I definitely am in agreement. I would say that, you know, in terms of what is it that I do, um, you know, tonight I'm going to, uh, you know, a, it's not really a finance event. It's just like a sort of come meet and greet. Um, so that's always fun. And I'm going to a blockchain uh, event Thursday morning. Then I'm going to a global fintech event by Empire Startups uh, April 3rd. So, you know, it's sort of a, you know, it's a smaller version of South by where, you know, people just get together, talk, meet, and I think just figure out, like learn about each other, figure out how to help one another um, if, you know, people need help. So I think it's the core of it is like a desire to learn, curious, be interested in other people, you know, want to be helping people like not selling. I mean, that's a big thing. I can't tell you how, I mean, how many, you know, things on LinkedIn I get about you know, I see sales, you know, increased leads, that sort of thing. And it's a tough thing because I don't want to be rude. You know, I don't want to not answer, but I feel like with LinkedIn, you know, maybe do a little research, look at the person, you know, what they're doing, what stage they're in. It's kind of, sometimes I respond, it's like, Hey, you know, I've been in the industry for 25 years. I think people think I just started, you know, 
working. So I think it's important to do some research on LinkedIn and not just send these blanket things, you know, blanket in-mails. I totally hear you. I'm not even in favor of sending e- in the email, in-mails, whatever. Anyway, in-mails, I think yeah. that the pe- people, if they really want to stand out in a crowded, noisy room of 600 million <laughs> desperate salespeople just sending you dumb scripts, it's to just be different and be inbound and be interesting. I feel like video has been an enormous opportunity opener on there. We regularly win all sorts of business on there and people come to us. It's not the other way around. So I feel like between that and I don't know if you've ever played around with the new document sharing ability. I feel like algorithmically LinkedIn loves that right now. So if you have something that's just a nice tight PDF of your services, of your work, something that you've spoken at, some of your columns, any of these different things, success with some of the B2B clients, I feel like people would really respond to that quite well. Yeah, thank you. That's a good point. You know, just another, just one other thing about differentiating. I went to, um, I think it's LinkedIn after work networking or something. So they have these big uh, charts. You're supposed to choose a, a tag that's the color of what you do, like entrepreneur, tech, um, pharmaceutical, health, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't really know which one to pick, right? So I chose a lot of different tags, like a red, a blue, uh, and people were sort of confused about which tag to choose. And do you know that that was a differentiator? I mean, so many people said, oh, my God, I had no idea which color batch to choose. You know, that's so creative that you chose different ones. And so something as simple as that, you know, is a differentiator. I mean, it really wasn't a conscious thing. I mean, it was more like, well, which do I choose? I do a bunch of different things. So, you know, there's different ways that you can stand out. Another really funny, quick thing is sometimes I walk up to like suits, like a group of guys and I'm like, hey, I want to break up these group of guys. I'm Wendy Glavin. You're not so that works well. Very true. <laughs> and I feel like, especially being in New York, which is the center of so many things, LinkedIn local, I'm not sure if that's exactly the same thing you're defining, but there's a whole grassroots movement for the last year and a half or so. But there's all sorts of LinkedIn meetups to get to know people behind the profile. So there's a lot that happen to be in the New York metro area and certainly can send you more on all that. But in the last 30 seconds or so we've got here, Wendy, you've been a fantastic guest. Would love if you could just tell everybody where to find you. Oh, thank you. So great. Uh, great. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, uh, you can go to um, wendyglavin.com. That's my agency, Wendy Glavin Agency. Uh, you can email at me at Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y, Glavin, G-L-A-V-I-N. And no, I'm not married to Tom Glavin. <laughs> There's no E. So Wendy at wendyglavin.com. Um, I'm in New York City. You can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Thanks so much.